0: On this episode of the Career Musician Podcast, we have Danny Felt. She is the human connection for all music artists in the industry, trying to get noticed and trying to make it today. As her website claims, my superpower is connecting you to where you're meant to go and who you're meant to be. Founder of Music Industry Mastery, which is a full service agency dedicated to serving new, rising and established musicians, helping with copywriting and PR, marketing and social media, photography and videography music production and songwriting. You can check out her music at dannyfeltmusic.com and you can also check out her music industry mastery information at dannyfelt.com. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this episode as it's very enlightening and helpful to all of those career musicians who are aspiring to be artists in their own right.
1: I'm a coach and consultant. I love marketing and branding and promotion and helping artists with all of that. And I also love the spiritual woo-woo stuff as well. And so I like to combine forces because for me, like if it wasn't for like law of attraction and visualization, there's, no way I'd be where I am and all the people I know and the opportunities that come to me, like so much of it is from the mindset, but also the skills of connecting with people and networking and all of that. So I like to use both to just help artists get to wherever they're trying to go.
0: Well, that was the intro. That was the pre-intro <laughs> because that was amazing. And let me say, the interview is officially starting. Well, Danny Felt Music, welcome to the Career Musician Podcast. I am so Yay. <laughs> i mean I, that was perfect so it's so funny uh for those listeners just you know tuning in i was asking danny a little bit more about her background and when she just gave me that little elevator pitch i was like wow this is going <laughs> to the episode so <laughs> perfect
1: that's perfect i love it
0: so one of the first questions i always ask guests is, you know, how did the music bug bite you? Because a lot of times what I say is, um, you know, and that actually I have to give my father credit. He says talent uh, in any kind of creative context can be both a blessing and a curse. So it's a blessing because not everyone in society is, is, is best- this, this talent isn't bestowed upon all of the masses. It's only bestowed upon a a certain percentage. So that's the blessing. The curse can be because we are always chasing the muse, right? We always want the creative vibe spark that sometimes we lack in the business department or in the common sense department or in the (laughs) how-to department, right? Yeah. And, And, you know, again, One of the vetting processes that I have in place here for the career musician is that whoever my guest is, they have to embody all of those things. They have to be an amazing artist, musician, creator, but they also have to be an amazing business person and facilitator. So with that, tell me, how did you enter into this crazy game?
1: Yeah. um, Well, I started in music from a really, really young age, which I feel like is probably super common for people to say all the time. But um, yeah, when I was like two years old, I was memorizing like nursery rhymes and like dressing up and performing in front of my parents. And just like, they're like, "Yay!" And so they like cheered me on. And so I was like, this is cool. I'm getting attention. I like this (laughs) Should keep doing this um and then when i was 10 they put me in voice lessons so i can take it a little more seriously and then they put me into like overnight camps for like music so like at 14 years old i was in studios learning how to like write music and record in studios and like this guitar player which was like the camp director was like okay everyone like go to your spaces and work on a song come back and then we're gonna see what you got and then we're gonna help you come up with a guitar for it and then we're going to record it, and it's going to be great. And it was, like, the coolest experience.
0: Yeah, what would you say? <laughs> That's a big deal. That's a young age, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so I was, like, really – I got really used to it, you know, um, since, since a really young age. So it's, it's been, like, a long time. Um,
0: I love that. I love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and you wanted to know, like, how I got – the drive for music or or like how i also started in the business side i just wasn't sure I, I,
0: yeah <laughs> that, that was a loaded question for sure uh definitely all of the above but let's start in music i love that you know at 14 you're being thrown into this camp and, mm-hmm. and, and the counselor is telling you okay this is how we start to make music that's really yeah yeah
1: it was like I miss it. It was so much fun. It was just like, you just write music and how someone like teaches you how to play guitar and not how to play guitar, but the guitar parts. And then we recorded it and it was like, this is amazing. Like, I love this. I could do this all the time. Like it was so much fun. So yeah, I got, I got really used to it at a really, really young age for sure. And then I grew up like with Disney and musicals and like my parents would just always play like sing along music and like children's music. And it was just like, They were always just playing music constantly like broadway theater disney and so like i just grew up with that inspiration of like always wanting to sing and always wanting to hear music and dancing and like all of that so yeah then i just put it to lyrics and also got into poetry a lot before i became like a songwriter Mm -hmm. and then i combined the two um so yeah it's yeah it was
0: fun But is there a particular instr- instrument that you like to write songs on, guitar, piano, or another instrument perhaps?
1: So I personally don't play instruments. Okay. I've tried to learn and I can technically play a few chords, but I believe that people should stick to what they're good at. And sometimes it's a waste of time to work on something that you can't do well, because at this point, I just. I mean, I could, I know I keep giving excuses to myself, but I'd rather just like have someone do it who can just do it without me having to like spend like hours and hours and hours and hours trying to learn something when like, I could just have someone else do it. <laughs> you I'm, know, I'm
0: a, I'm a huge proponent. Of that. <laughs> I, I always say hire a professional, you know, and yeah. whether it's something as trivial as, you know, working on your home, like, Oh, Hey, I want to build a deck. Uh, And I'm going to do it on the weekends and study YouTube videos. Nah, I'm the guy that says, let's hire a professional deck builder, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that transcends into business as well. So Mm -hmm. I love that concept. So tell me more. How, How did you start writing songs then with other musicians and collaborating?
1: Camp was definitely the beginning. And then I moved to New York. And then I met a lot of people doing that like I I made friends with a lot of people in New York that I started writing with too um which was I auditioned for The Voice and then moved to New York so that was like after college but in college too I was like writing with people so yeah I mean I guess since a while I mean technically since I was 14 but I would say probably mostly in college to start because like I went to like a music school or there was a music department, I mean, and there was a ton of musicians. And so I got to like write with them as well. And yeah, it was okay. fun.
0: <laughs> so you just said two things that we have to unpack. First okay. of all, you auditioned <laughs> for the voice. Talk about this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did. Um that was at that point I didn't have a business, so I was just music all the way. And um it was just the greatest experience ever to just audition. And I was so nervous um, and they selected like two people. One person got, I think, a maybe and one person got a yes, something like that out of 10 when I was in the room. with like, because it was like 10 people at a time. and But it was really humbling and like eye opening to like walk into this room with like hundreds of chairs, like mm. surrounding people that want to be on the show. And just it just showed me like, there's a lot of singers out there. Like, it's crazy. Right. Um, so it was like, it was like, wow, <laughs> like you think like you're good. And then you look at like all the chairs across like the whole room, and you're just like, look how many people are doing this. It is crazy competitive. Was, um,
0: was this in yeah. New York or where where were you when you auditioned?
1: Yes, this was in New York before I moved to New York. And my roommate that let me stay there. For like one night to audition, So I'd wake up at like five a.m. Um, I ended up moving in with her like a week after I went home. <laughs> like, so that was really convenient. And I, if I never would audition, I don't think I would have moved to New York necessarily. So it was like, it's funny how like one thing just leads to another thing, and that is definitely my life. Is just like this made this happen, which made this happen, and yeah. So that was, yeah, that was the voice.
0: (laughs) I love that. I I refer to that in my own life as like the domino effect, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So funny. You're so right with that because every, uh, let's say, milestone in our lives that we have achieved, you can always connect it to at least two or three Mm -hmm. other uh, situations that happened prior to that, right? Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Okay, so so what happened? I mean, for those listeners, you know, who are maybe considering auditioning for a reality show such as The Voice, or obviously there's quite a few, what advice would you give them?
1: Um, I would say if you want to do it, go for it. You know, like, I wouldn't set the expectations that you necessarily need to, like, get into the top 10, but you totally can try. It's just so competitive, but it's more about just the experience in general. Like you could learn from some you could meet your co-writer there, like you could find something that you never would have expected. You can end up like getting hired from someone else that hears you. Like you just don't know what will happen in life. And so I always say, like, go for the experiences, just do it. If you want to do it, like why not?
0: I love that. So again, I, I think it takes s- serious tenacity to pick up. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna go audition for the voice in New York. And then all of a sudden you move to New York. So did some <laughs> did something happen on the voice that said, you know what? Was this the impetus to make you move to New York because of XYZ? Or you just felt the, you know, you felt like, you know what, I need to be there.
1: I think it was. I think it was the motivation that made me just so inspired to be around so much talent. I was like, I need to like I need to be here. Ah. I need to like be around these people because I was like living at home and like I love my family. I love the suburbs, but there's nothing there for me besides my family. You know, it's like, I can't grow like being home. Like I can only grow like being out of my comfort zone. And I didn't really know that many people. So it's definitely out of my comfort zone. But that didn't stop me from all the camps I went to where I knew nobody. So I was like, why not?
0: I love that. You just said, you know, I have to grow. I need to grow. I need to get Mm -hmm. out of my mm-hmm. comfort zone. so you spent some time in new york what did you do when you got there you know like let's talk because obviously there's a lot of us with the with the desire and the passion for music
1: mm-hmm.
0: we all have similar feelings and emotions about it but sometimes it's hard to act on that so how did you act on that how did you make it quote unquote make it happen like what were some of the steps that you took
1: Kind of like remember. So I went to college and I did an internship in London and then I started a music blog. Wow. And then when I moved to New York, I had that blog and I think I built that blog mostly in New York. So it's very focused on like interviewing artists and like building relationships because Once I realized my blog can actually help artists and that I can, it's like a channel to help me build relationships so that I wasn't just the starving artist being like, Oh my God, like hear my music, you know, which originally totally was like that. This kind of made me an influencer and a way, an opportunity to be able to like give advice from all different artists and like, help them build relationships with like ton of PR companies who were all like, well, like feature, feature our artists, come to our shows, come to our free events, like come to this, you're invited. We got to be invited to the pop pop C-SAC awards and cover that. That was like a really cool moment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that just helped me realize that you want to create like win, win opportunities and you don't just want, I don't think you just want to be one thing necessarily. And you want to like find ways to really create win-win relationships and benefit people because then they're going to want to help you versus you just being like, Hey, <laughs> yes. listen to my music. <laughs> Why? <Okay. laughs> There's like a million artists.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. Like a gajillion. Right. So mm-hmm. hey, rewind. This is perfect because first of all, I wanted to, the, the part two of my initial question was, <laughs> What did you go to college for? But now now my question scheme just keeps getting larger and larger because there's so much <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. Okay, so first let's deal with that. So what did you go to, go to college for and why did you, you know, how did you land on that decision?
1: So I went to school for music. I think it was originally music business, which is hilarious because I ended up transferring to another school and studied marketing. But they both are kind of like in the same, I'm, I'm kind of doing both. So it's like, I remember taking like a lot of like classes on like the business and legal and I was just really bored. I was like, this is so boring. And then when I switched to marketing and learned about like branding and graphic design and photography and video, because it was a communication school, it was like overall marketing. I was like, this is great. <laughs> like, this is so much more interesting than like legal stuff. But I work in the business side now. So it's, it's kind of hilarious.
0: <laughs> wow. Where did you go to school?
1: I originally went to school at University of New Haven in Connecticut. And then I went to school at New England School of Communications, which is now at Husson University. I think they like took over the communications school, it's not just Husson, which is in Maine. And the reason I went to these colleges is because I went to camp in New Hampshire. And in my head, I thought, I need to go to college in the New England states because I went to camp there and had a good experience. And so I can't be in Pennsylvania. (laughs) I need to go really far away. Um, And then I just went farther and (laughs) farther.
0: Awesome. And how did you land on your internship in London?
1: Um, It was a summer abroad program. So we paid to work, basically. And I actually got fired from my job, which is also really funny.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. So tell us about that. What were you doing?
1: (laughs) So I was interning at a music PR company. And I don't really know. I still don't really know what I did. I know I did one thing that was really wrong is that Robin was performing. Robin was one of their clients. Do you know the singer Robin? She's like an 80s 80s singer from like dance, dance singer older woman anyway she was doing like a live performance in this like random bookstore and i remember you you aren't supposed to do this but i didn't realize that because i was an intern and i was just learning but apparently i walked up to her and handed her my business card and said i'm an artist <laughs> <laughs> and like the pr company said that wasn't appropriate and i was like whoops
0: <laughs> wow that's funny yeah okay so but what were you doing for the pr company like uh, on your internship what were some of the, the
1: it was really boring i just remember how to like look at like press articles and like try to like find like press from different bands and like i was just so bored it was like very like tedious stuff and my brain's so creative and like they also just expected me to know everything and like I have ADHD so I can be slow sometimes if people don't explain things to me all the time and they just like wanted you to be really fast and just get everything right away and like I didn't (laughs) and I think they were like frustrated with me but because of that experience I came back to the states and I was down the shore and I saw someone I saw like one of my friends friends started this blog and it inspired me. And I was like, oh my God, like I want to start an interview series. And I think because I was fired, I had inspiration to make my own thing. I was like, they have their own music company. Like that's so cool. Like I want to start my own thing and have the power to do that and run it and, you know, like step into what I want to do. And so I think if I never got fired, I don't think I necessarily would have like had that drive to like prove people wrong and just be like, all right, like now I'm starting my thing. I'm in control. And like, you know, it was great.
0: (laughs) I I love that. Talk about the blog because it sounds like, so what I try to do for our listeners is piece together the trajectory of each of Mm. our guests of how they achieved their success. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm one of those people that I look at successful people and I say, uh, other successful people, and I say, you know what? That's amazing. I have to figure out how to reverse engineer what they did and do it for myself. So I don't want any one of my listeners who desires to achieve quote unquote success, I don't want them to leave any episode feeling empty handed. I want them to feel like, wow, I learned so much, you know? I, I can take this information now and apply it to my own life, to my own career. So it sounds like, I love this by the way, it sounds like a, a beautiful puzzle that you're weaving. And it sounds like one of the biggest puzzle pieces was your blog. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss. And as we all know, you know, he's one of the biggest bloggers in, in the world, really. Uh, mm-hmm. So many others, but so tell us, how did you stumble upon that? And how did you put those pieces together? Oh, shit, I need a blog. I need to do this. And then not only how that epiphany happened, but how did you do it? What were the st- Well,
1: it's really funny because this sounds really woo-woo, but one day I was in London. I was talking to my mom on the phone, and she was like, you should look for volunteer opportunities. And I was like, she's like, that's the way you can meet people so i said okay so i heard it in my head to like go like my inner guidance was like go to this random street and like go hang out there and then from there i met this guy that was looking for volunteers to sell raffle tickets for this music therapy organization for this like stevie wonder concert this like huge festival thing so i was like he was from live nation i was like cool i'm down like why not so i got there and then i was in line and then Basically, I wanted the VIP ones. And so this guy gave me his VIP ticket because they said they've already used VIP before and it's like not a big deal. And I was like, yay. Uh (laughs) So I got to sell tickets in this VIP tent. And then from there, I actually met my business partner for my blog. So if I never went to London, I never would have like had the blog, I I don't think at all.
0: Okay, so I (laughs) got to pause. One of the biggest things that I always say is get up, dress up, show up. Mm -hmm. And if you wouldn't have done that, that day from the prompting of that conversation with your mom, Mm -hmm. isn't that amazing?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so basically when I was home, I remember I sent his name was, Hen- his name is Henry. His name is still Henry, um, but we're, we're not business partners anymore. Yeah. But I sent him my blog and he's like, oh my God, Danny, like, this is amazing. Like we should actually like use this to help artists. And like, we could really help revolutionize music. And like, we got so inspired that we started meeting like every day on video or chat or whatever. he was in London and we ended up forming a company, Creative Spotlights. Um, but then he got really busy and somehow I ended up meeting this girl named Emily in New York who convinced me to create a book out of all the interviews, because I was like, I don't know what to do with all these interviews. And I want to monetize all the work that I've been like spending like years building. Yeah. And so we ended up co-writing a book and then she ended up becoming my business partner and me and him split up, um, in business. And so it was like a whole thing. And then we ended up creating a ton of events and like all kinds of stuff, and started like doing artist development, and like that was like a whole adventure.
0: (laughs) So it's basically it's like you're your own A and R department, (laughs) artists and repertoire for like a record label kind of vibe.
1: I did AR r too. Like I, I remember I worked for a company called Big Management where I did A&R in New York as well. I also worked for a music venue um, slash restaurant and I got to do the marketing for them. And so I got to learn about booking artists and like how much fun that is.
0: <laughs> um so, yeah. what was the protocol for your blog how did you feature different artists and things like that you know how again if somebody says oh geez i heard that i need blogs or wh- where it's at just like podcasting is where yeah. how, how did you start like what's the first brick you know what i mean
1: i would say i went on facebook and i searched people that went to berkeley school of music and i stopped so many of them and i messaged them and i looked at their website and i got a bunch of them on my blog yeah
0: (laughs) That's that's brilliant and it's so funny and i feel like i need to share this with our listeners uh danny and i had scheduled an interview several months ago and then i had a bunch of uh work that came up and i had to reschedule but let me just say this to all the people listening Danny didn't get upset. She didn't curse me out. She didn't tell me off in her DMs or emails. She didn't get pissed off. She was patient. And she came back and she said, okay, no problem. Let me know when when you have the time. And then I talked to my team, who Eric G is my operations manager. I said, Eric, I want to make sure that we get Danny back in to make sure she's on the schedule. And then we rescheduled. My point, sometimes... You have to be patient. Sometimes people are just busy. Sometimes life happens and you can't take it personal. You just have to say, okay, cool, no worries. We'll circle back. And that's what you did. That's what my team and I did, and here we are. So again, I want everybody to know that that's the proper way to do business, right?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. It's hard, I'm not saying patience is easy. I think it's one of the hardest things but it's also like one of the most like powerful weapons I feel like that people can have is like learning patience and making friends with patients and really embracing patience and making it like a game almost. Hi, I'm Danny Felt and you're listening to The Career Musician with my friend Nomad. Blasting the stereotype of musicians. Follow us at The Career Musician Podcast.
0: Being a career musician is more than just gigs and sessions. Are you a career musician? Find out on the Career Musician podcast, streaming everywhere. Wow, I love that. <laughs> uh, something that intrigues me about you, I what you just said is very uh, enlightening, right? I love the way you encapsulated that whole concept of patience. Talk to us more about that. Uh, you call it. You, you you've referenced. <laughs> Three times now you say the woo-woo stuff. But talk, yep. talk to us about that because I'm a firm believer in it as well. I don't call it woo-woo. I've always, <laughs> called, um, I've always called it uh, uh, motivational stuff. Like yeah. like I'm a huge fan of Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins. I'm oh, a yeah. Fan of Gary Vee, I'm a huge fan of the Godfather of this, which is Earl Nightingale and and people like that. Um, and there's so many other people. And of course, now like Oprah Winfrey is more of a modern day version of that. But tell us that side of you, and you know, tell us how you how you view that and how you yeah in, integrate um, daily life.
1: Absolutely. So tapping is one of my biggest things that I've learned. You know about tapping? Yes. I am like obsessed with tapping and I tell like my clients about tapping. I do like custom tapping sessions. Um, And so the way that I got it taught it recently was really raw tapping, like really saying self-hate and all of that really powerful stuff. And what I learned is when you do that and you say out loud, all the things that you're really upset about, or even like tapping to other people and not even like talking to them directly, but like pretending you're talking to them like energetically, you actually shift subconscious limiting beliefs. So it's like, if you're like, oh my God, I'm not worthy of money. And you tap on like, I'm not worthy of money. I don't deserve money, blah, blah, blah. You actually start shifting those beliefs and it really changes the energy between you and other people in your life. And it's like, so now every time I get triggered, I'm like, this is a gift because I can figure out what is my next level that I need to overcome in order to become like the best version of me and be even more powerful. So instead of people getting upset, it's actually like, if you are aware of like, what is your triggers, you can move past them using tapping, and then you are in a different level in your life. Energetically, things will shift. And so for me, recently, this came up, because I am a control freak. And it's really hard for me to like, to to not like hold on to people and hold on to things and just like i feel like i they're my people like they can't be with other people like they're my friends like why would they talk to these people and like it's i feel like that's really common in the music industry you know with like writer dynamics and producer dynamics and like all of these things but then i decided like the other day i was like it was the um solar eclipse And it was like a really powerful time to like, let go of things. And so I was like, okay, I'm letting go of control. And then the next day in my head, I heard you need to throw a release party for your music and bring everybody, you know, together. And I said, okay, this is going to help me let go of jealousy and help me let go of control because the people I'm bringing in are amazing. Like they're so amazing. And, you know, insecure people could be like, Oh my God, like, I don't want someone amazing to play right before me or whatever, you know, but I'm like, no, like everyone can win. Like there's room for everybody and there's so much talent. And another thing I did was I created a friend Friday email and I, I put like 40 of my friends music, like in a, in one email and like cross promoted everybody. So I'm like, I want to embrace people supporting others. It's like, we all try to compete with each other, but it's like, most of us are at the same level anyway. And it's like, what's the point? <laughs> like, you know,
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Wow. You said so many. Great things. So, so let's, let's unpack this one at a time. So first yeah. of all, friends Friday, I think in the music industry, there's a couple terms that we throw around that I we throw around loosely, and I don't. For me, it's uncomfortable. One of the terms is genius. I I, I really despise it when somebody says, "Oh, they're a genius." Mm. <laughs> uh, let's slow down mm-hmm. on the genius term. Let's 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 really define you know what genius what what it takes to equate to a genius. Uh, number two is, "Oh, they're my friend." Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they your acquaintance, your business associate, or your friend? There's a difference, right? Absolutely. But then, I love what you just said to start it all off. There's two words that come to mind, judgment and ownership. We feel like, oh, we own the rights, quote unquote, to that relationship. Because mm-hmm. maybe we introduced A to B, and then mm-hmm. from B to A z you know mm-hmm. and then we feel like wait a minute i'm a i'm the one who introduced you to b how are you going to leave me out of the equation and you're like wait so that's the ownership right and mm-hmm. then the part of judgment is oh i can do that i'm just as good as them how come i didn't get that feature on on amazon prime you mm-hmm. know right so yeah. I, I love all those things you said how do you deal here's the key how do you deal with yourself diffusing all that before before you even get out there into cyberspace or into the real world and interact, quote unquote, how do you diffuse all those negative emotions within yourself?
1: I would say tapping, like tapping for sure. All
0: right, all right.
1: I'm not saying it's easy. Like I feel like I'm going through it right now. Like I think, you know, jealousy and like control is like such a It's also like in the music industry, we're almost taught to compete with each other so much. And so it's so easy to just be like, like jealous or whatever. And I am, I admit I am working on it every day, but I think doing that email and creating this event are two ways to just like help myself, like let go of that control and like embrace community and like stop trying to be like so controlling not easy, but it's, it's definitely a process and definitely lots of tapping for sure. And praying too. Like I was like asking my guides, like, help me let go of this. Like, this is stressful because control is really stressful too. When you're trying to like control everything, it's like really anxiety provoking. And I'm like, no, like that's not fun. Like I want to just do my music and just do my thing and like not worry so much about all these other things that like aren't important.
0: (laughs) Amen to that. Amen to that. Controlling and judgment and, and jealousy and all these things are very uh uh, uh enslaving. They mm-hmm. enslave, right? And we don't need that. So I I love that. I love that. All right, and like and like again, one of my I love Gary V. He's just it's so cool because he uh, these messages he's preaching to I feel like to the younger generations. And one of the things he always talks about is self-awareness. I'm a huge proponent of self-awareness. So, I'm a Cuban Italian New Yorker. So first of all, Danny can see this because we're on Zoom uh, video. (laughs) I'm using my hands for everything. (laughs) I'm very animated. Uh, I'm going to put my hands down now. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) I'm a Cuban-Italian-New Yorker. So I have like two tempers from the Cuban side and the Italian side. And I'm a New Yorker, so I have an attitude, (laughs) right? (laughs) So one of the things that has helped me overcome is extreme self-awareness. And when I know, when I can sense that, wait a minute, dude, you're being obnoxious right now. I like, oh shoot, my little red light goes off and I'm like, okay, turn down the obnoxious meter. You know, it's like, so I do. <laughs> or turn down the controlling meter or turn yeah. down the judgment meter. Or, it
1: down, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes, so I love that uh, and I, also community my wife is huge when community She she's the opposite of me she's uh, from LA she's a native of LA and she's very chill and like oh, yeah. relaxed and her whole thing is like it's all good we're all here together it's okay you know and she always says we're all connected <laughs> so she brings that spiritual like you say woo woo side mm-hmm. and I bring that hyper oh, side <laughs> but i i love that and uh, my point being is i think whatever side you tend to veer towards mm-hmm. try to be self aware right oh yeah That's the message. it's so
1: helpful to be self aware and like understand what triggers you and like if if you feel jealous it's usually because you want that thing right, right. so if, like you see an artist like if i see an artist live performing and i'm like i feel jealous it's like cuz i really want to do that you know what i mean it's it's like it's, it's a sign to tell you what you actually desire. And that's actually like a map for you to show you like what you actually want. And you can do it too. You know what I mean? Like you're usually people are the only ones that are stopping themselves. So it's like, just use it as a, as a reflection to show you what you actually want versus like being angry at that person.
0: I love that. So with all of that being said, (laughs) what, what does Danny felt want and what do you bring to the music community that all of our listeners here at the career musician can go scope out and, and be a part of like what what do you, yeah. bring, you know what's what's your what's your you know your your goal here your your your
1: so many um so yeah i mean i have a company called music industry mastery and i am my superpower is connecting people so i build a company around connecting A to B. And so I built a team virtually of uh, producers, videographers, marketers, social media, ad people, um, music video people, web designers, album cover designers, whatever, you know, consultants. sync, sync. I have like music supervisor consultants. that so people want to learn about sync licensing, I do consulting as well. If people want help with like the branding and business side and making money So it just depends what people need, but it's really like a one-stop shop to help artists depending on like what services they need. And I plug them into my resources and they're like, yay. And it's, It's
0: awesome. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Okay. So that being said, uh, from what I know, the research that I've done, we can find you first as an artist at Danny, D-A-N-I, Felt, F-E-L-T, music.com. And that houses all of your artistry as a music artist. Yes. And the music mastery, uh, the music industry mastery is under DannyFelt.com. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: So our listeners can find you there now with that. And I love it. I love everything you're offering, especially I'm looking, first of all, your music is beautiful. I love it. It reminds me, Thank you. please don't take offense, but I love, uh, uh, shoot. I'm drawing a blank. So my, my, my operations editor is going to have to edit this out, but, uh, <laughs> I knew I had it. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like ba- take
1: offense. I'm like, who is he going to say? Could offended?
0: <laughs> the band that was huge in the early two thousands. Uh, uh shit! They had a female singer, but it was very, heavy. What? Paramore. No, Evanescence. Evanescence. I've heard that before. Yeah. I love Evan. Thank you, Eric G. Eric G is in the other room, and he yelled out Paramore. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, I love Paramore and I love Evanescence. So I love that that kind of emotive, you know, vibe that you're doing as an artist is beautiful.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: and very unique. But then at the same time, when I go over to dannyfelt.com, I love how open you are and I love your first statement and you just said it. My superpower is connecting you to where you're meant to go and, and who you're meant to be. I know you because I am you. I mean, that opening line right there, huge. So that's impactful. I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. All of that being said. Yes. How do you Danny felt find success?
1: man, that's a good question
0: because and, and and I'll and I'll paraphrase it with this or I'll put the disclaimer here all of us artists musicians who are striving to be heard and striving to be noticed and striving to be validated we all are chasing this conjured a, a, a vibe of effect of success that we think it's like, it's almost intangible. How do we encapsulate it? How do we grab onto it? How do we actually hold success in our hands?
1: I feel like it depends on like what everyone wants. For me personally, I'm working on a TV show. And so when I get investors for that, I'm going to feel so successful.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. So it's like step-by-step step then as you achieve certain goals?
1: Yes, yes. Definitely. Like I want my song in a film. And then so once I get my song in a film and I'm like, cool, but now I want to get in a bigger film, you know, or like I got investors for the show. Cool. But like, can this become one of the top TV shows on the planet? Like, you know, it it never really ends, I feel like. But it's funny because we chase this thing. But if we're not happy, it doesn't really matter, right? I've been like in a not happy mood and got something and I'm like, ah, but I've been in like the happiest mood and nothing's happening and I'm just, I just feel good. So it's really the feeling that we're chasing because we think all these things will make us happy because we're taught that self-validation is like the key to happiness. And then we don't get that or the, like we don't get another like or the amount of likes we want on a post we, we're not worthy now even though we are worthy just for being here and being born and so it, it's it's a constant battle.
0: I love how you how you brought that in. <laughs> Something with our our culture is a little askew in my opinion when we are seeking validation from social media likes and follows and subscribers and so forth.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. addicting. Right? It's so it's so toxic like But it's like also like how it's like what artists want, like they want fans, they want people that tell them they're great, you know, and it's like, without that, they don't have the motivation probably to make the music because if no one's listening to it, what's the point? (laughs) So it's like, it's, it comes with being an artist. It's definitely a challenge.
0: Right. How have you overcome that challenge in the, in the, I don't
1: feel like I've overcome that challenge at at all. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. How do you deal with that challenge then?
1: I also want to just delete my Instagram because I'll be like, you're looking at this way too much today. Like you need to chill. So I'll just like delete off my phone and then like install it a couple of days later or like a day later. But it's definitely not easy. I, I don't, I do not think that is easy at all.
0: Okay. What do you do to reset when you say, man, I'm overwhelmed. There's too much information. There's too much stimulation between all of the different uh, media aspects when you would just say, you know what? Screw it. I need to unplug. What do you do?
1: Definitely tapping, like for sure to that. like help with like any kind of like heavy emotions. Like if I'm feeling really stressed or anxious, um, baths, baths are helpful,
0: nice. um,
1: and showers, but sometimes when I go in the bath, I'll actually just like write a song on my voice memo and I'll just like start writing. Cause it's like, I have nothing else to do. So I'll just like channel That's also just like a way I'll channel emotions. If I'm feeling stressed, like I could just go in there and take a bath and just start singing my lungs out (laughs) about something. Um, But it's it's definitely something I'm trying to work on more is like just being in like the quiet. I think my mind is races a lot. So I don't think it's necessarily easy to like to meditate and stuff. Um, But it's definitely a goal to try to get more into that stuff for sure
0: it's something that my wife and i talk about all the time uh sometimes i'll go to bed at 10 o'clock and i'll be wide awake at 2 a.m four hours later right mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah. i think to myself wow how am i going to get out of this conundrum because if i don't sleep for another at least another four hours i'm going to be a wreck the next day mm-hmm. Have you found yourself? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll like go to bed early and then I'll wake up at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. and I'll be like, well, this sucks. <laughs>
0: like, right. And your mind can't stop racing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. So what do you do in those instances?
1: Tapping for sure.
0: And that's something that you physically do.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like tap on like the head and like right. eyes and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. And as you do that, it starts to bring some kind of awareness that you weren't privy to prior.
1: Yes. Wow. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. All right. Before we wrap it up, tell us about projects on the horizon.
1: Um, my music, Unapologetic. I'm really excited about that. That will be in July, end of July, which I haven't really announced publicly yet, but I'm super excited. My TV show. We are editing the pilot and it should be done hopefully the end of the summer. I feel like those are like the main two things for sure.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> everybody can find you on the URLs that I mentioned. Any, yes. other, any other last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our community?
1: I would say just keep following your dreams and don't get in your own way and take it one step at a time. And you can like do anything. You just have to keep going. I like that. But it definitely benefits to be more organized like that. I'm still working on getting better at organization.
0: <laughs> okay, and so where,
1: it varies.
0: Where do you find inspiration?
1: Um, where do I find inspiration? Music, like listening to different music. Books. I started reading the book that How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale know. Carnegie. Yes, that was really good. I only listened to like a few chapters, but it really like change my like view on stuff
0: that's an amazing book any other sources of inspiration any other authors you're reading or uh, youtube channels you're watching or blogs you're checking out
1: i really liked your bad ass at making money by jen sincero that I was like her, a really good book
0: uh, yes yes yeah <laughs> I, I read another one i think i read her you're a badass the initial yeah. One. Started with. Yeah. Oh yeah
1: that's another one yeah, yeah yeah i only read the money one yeah it was so good
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Danny, this has been awesome. I have some rapid fire questions for you just for fun. You down with that? Yes. All right. You ready? Here we go. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Both. Instrument you wish you played? Guitar. What entertains you? Netflix. What favorite city?
1: L.A. or Nashville. Both.
0: Song or band that changed your life?
1: Kelly Clarkson.
0: Nice. Guilty Pleasure Food?
1: There's so many. Ice cream.
0: <laughs> Top three artists in your playlist.
1: Anything musical theater related. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, Mean Girls, Ren, just like every Broadway show in the world.
0: <laughs> now that the pandemic is slowing, especially shopping online or in store.
1: Online's pretty convenient.
0: Last concert you attended?
1: I saw Kid Rock. That was pretty crazy.
0: Your friends would say you are. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Last two. Dream collaboration. Taylor Swift. What would you do if you weren't a career musician?
1: Life coach.
0: Danny Felt, you're awesome. Thank you so much for your insight and wisdom and sharing with us.
1: Thank you so much for letting me be on this. This was amazing.
0: Absolutely.